0: What's up, everybody, and welcome back to How to Be a Boss, the podcast that wants to help you be a boss, not just in business, but in life. I am Robert Cardin Jr.
1: I'm Christy Brinson.
0: And I'm Steph Sheely. So listen, before we get into today's episode, we just want to let you guys know about something new that we're doing over here at How To Be A Boss. It's podcast at aat.team. Feel free to email us. We want to hear from you guys, whether it be your business questions, life advice you may need, or you just want to let us know what you think about the show. We want to hear from you guys, and we are going to respond to you on future
2: episodes. So again, it's podcast at aat dot team. We want to hear from you guys. And this week on How to Be a Boss, we're talking about how to get your money right for upcoming business owners. So, Chrissy, jumping right into it. What would you say what what would you say are the key financial considerations before starting a business?
1: Okay, so before we get started, I'm just going to repeat again, this is <laughs> not financial advice. We are not professional financial advisors. Please consult <laughs> a professional. <laughs> Be it a CPA or a financial advisor or a lawyer or whoever you have to do get with for your business. But I, me personally, in my experience, um, some of the things that I feel like everybody needs to get together before they open up a business are what are your expenses going to be and how quickly are you going to make money? Um, I think the finances are really the most intimidating part of owning a business. And people who are not, like, super savvy with numbers, they get a little overwhelmed. And it's real simple. Um, You have to make money in order to spend it. So you need to be making money at a rate faster than you're spending it. And as long as you have those two numbers in check and there's something left at the end of the day, you're good to go. So I think that, um, you know, you need to be realistic. A lot of people are like, I'm just going to, Get in there and kill it and make all this money because this is the potential. And while that is the case, like, you know, maybe with your photography business, for instance, let's say you're making $1,500 a weekend um, and you're not going to multiply that times 52 weekends right off the rip because you're not going to be booked 52 weekends. Uh-huh you're going to be realistic about it. Like, hey, if I do one wedding a month, this is what I'm going to make. This is what it's going to cost me to do that. This is what's left at the end of the day. Can that support me? If not, this needs to be a side hustle for now until it can support me. Um, And then, you know, come up with your game plan around that. So I think just determining whether or not you need to go all in with it, um, you know, what do you have at the end of the day? Can that support your lifestyle? And if the answer is no, be realistic, like be honest with yourself. Hey, I need to keep working at my job so that I can feed myself until I get this idea off the ground.
2: Okay, so without divulging too much information, can you like give an example of how you did that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I hustled my ass off to begin (laughs) with to ensure that we had enough money coming in. Um, So with me, like I was doing this at another company prior to opening AAT up. Um, in the beginning, it was kind of a leap of faith, but I already had clients, I already had the ball rolling, like I was already actively selling. Um, so I think for me, it was a little bit easier, even though like opening a business kind of takes your focus off of that and you have to focus on a lot of things. So that was definitely a transition for me. But I think that a lot of business owners forget that you're in the sales game. Like once you open up a business... You're not in customer service. If you don't go sell yourself, you have no customers to service. You're not in the financial game. You have to be able to go get clients and get them to give you money. So um, definitely you have to make sure that you're a good salesman. you got to be okay with that. And and as long as you're good at sales, as long as you can figure out how to get people to give you money, then you can make some money and and have a business. Um, So for me... That was kind of my, my game plan. is like, hey, I'm gonna get in there and I'm if, if everybody else on the sales team is not selling, it falls back on me. Mm-hmm. So I was a big part of that sales game to begin with.
2: Okay, so how should someone determine their initial their initial budget and their funding requirements for a business?
1: Um, so I think this really depends on the business. That you are getting into. So if this is going to be something that you're hands on with, like you're not an investor in the business, you're an actual like entrepreneur, meaning that you're working actively in the business um, and, and you're wearing all the hats to begin with, like you're coordinating. Um, I think that you should ensure that you have six months of expenses on deck. So, you know, if you add up every single expense that you could have for a month, you multiply that times six, and that's what you need to have on hand. Okay. That way, like, if you're, you know, let's say you don't have bills one month, or let's Uh say something catastrophic happens, month two, like, you have some wiggle room there. Uh You're not forced to shut her down because you can't afford to keep going. So, So Chrissy,
0: like, what would you say— how should someone create a business plan that includes like really comprehensive, like financial projections and things like that?
1: Okay. Contrary to popular belief, you do not need a formal business plan to be an entrepreneur. All right. If you are going to the bank to get financing, they will probably ask you for a business plan. So that's an exception to the rule, but like, <clears throat> Let's say you already have your finances, like you you have your first six months already, which I would suggest. Okay, if you have to borrow money, do it. But if you can start small and like grow from there, without going out to put yourself in a bunch of debt for this idea that you're not sure if it's going to work or not, that would be my suggestion. Um, but like with a business plan, like a formal business plan, it requires you to come up with all of these different financial projections. And that's what it is. It's just a projection. It's just you coming up with make believe numbers based off of data that you're getting. And that can be so easily skewed. Um, Mm -hmm. so I would suggest to take it six months at a time. Um, like what can I do initially? What is worst case scenario for the first six months? Um, and then as you progress, like make adjustments. So, um, you always want to do projections based off of like, what have I done consistently so far? Mm-hmm. So like, you don't want to change your projection just because you have a really good month. Cause like, if you can't do that again, your projection's gonna be way off. Um, So I always do projections based off of like, what is worst case scenario? Mm -hmm. And we wanna beat that. (laughs) So when we consistently beat that, then I adjust like what's worst case scenario from here and then keep going. So that would be what I would do for a business plan starting over.
0: So like in your personal opinion, From uh, what you were saying, you think it's better if you are starting a business from the ground up. If you can, it's better to start with like your own money, your own money to the side rather than going and getting a loan and, you know, hoping to be able to pay that back.
1: Yes, because I feel like if I go borrow a hundred grand. I didn't have to work for that hundred grand. Somebody just gave it to me. So that money is going to mean way less when I'm making decisions than if I scrapped for that hundred grand. So I'm going to take those decisions way more seriously when it's my money on the line versus somebody else's money on the line. Um, now, obviously, if you're opening something that requires a big startup cost, um, so like... Maybe you need equipment or machinery or something like that. Um, You know, you, you will probably have to take out a loan for some of it. But, you know, if you need a million dollars worth of machinery, you need to scrap for that first hundred grand so that that down payment mm. means something to you. You know what I mean? Like, you need to have some skin in the game to take it seriously. And once you, like, this is obviously not advice for seasoned business owners or you know professional investors because um, that that game is going to be a little different than just starting off with um getting your feet wet with business um so this is definitely advice for somebody who is currently working for somebody else you want to do your own thing be your own boss um this is like you know how to get started from there. But you need skin in the game. You need to you need to scrap for that first little bit cuz then you know what it took to get that and you know how to adjust to get to the next level. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, okay, so we were talking about like startups and like startup costs and stuff. Mm-hmm. What are the different types of business financing options available and how should someone determine which one is best suited for their business?
1: Okay. Um you need to have really good credit to just be able to go out and get money. Or if you have really credit, um, you need to have a really solid business plan. So when you go to the bank, you're you're basically saying, "Hey, this is how I'm going to make money, and this is what you're investing in." And you need to to be able to, you know, persuade your loan officer that this is actually going to work. Um, which is another reason why I say, like, you know, you don't have to do all that. It doesn't have to be that complicated. Mm-hmm. You just start small and work your way up um really the risk here the risk here your business is the least likely you're going to be able to get a business loan um but there's other other things you can do um you can borrow money from family um you can remortgage your house um you can put something up as collateral uh, but again like you're you're taking a huge risk by doing all of those mm-hmm. things so I stand by the fact that you've need to try to figure it out without that financing if possible
0: you saying borrowing money from family kind of made me twinge a little bit yeah. i hate doing yeah. that I that's, mean, that's but the, that's me i i just i was always raised to be in the mindset of never having to ask anybody for anything right. like if i can get it myself i'm going to get it myself but that just kind of made me twinge a little bit but just to go back to what you were saying a few minutes ago as you were talking about like getting a loan and things like that i couldn't help but picture someone that has a business plan a business idea mm-hmm. they get a loan for like $10,000 yeah they work that $10,000 the best that they possibly can but in the end they only end up with 9500 for yeah. that month or exactly 10,000 for that month and right. it's almost like they're back at square mm-hmm. one
1: uh well not not necessarily because in the beginning like if you go borrow 10 grand to open up a business you're not going to have to pay that 10 grand back in a month mm-hmm. like you're going to finance that over the course of several years but again the longer that you finance for so let's say we bust that up over the course of 2 years you're still going to pay interest for 2 years and mm-hmm. so that money's costing you more than that 10 grand in the long run um you know, I, we definitely at this point have business debt, but it's good debt. It's the kind that makes you money. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like in the beginning, you don't know if that's good debt or not. You don't know if you can, you can pay it back. (laughs) Like if if you wouldn't be comfortable asking your family for that money, Mm -hmm. you should figure out a better business plan. You know what I mean? Like you need to be able to be so confident when you're going to a loan officer or you're going to a family member or you're going to a friend to say, Hey, I, I need money. This is what my plan is. This is how I'm going to make it back. I'm confident mm-hmm. I can do it in this amount of time. If you're not sold on that, you have no business borrowing money.
0: I just don't like asking. I think it's just like a personal thing. Like someone did loan me money once, but they basically had to like almost break my arm for me to accept it. Cause I'm just stubborn. Yeah. But, um, that kind of shows you how much my mind is working today because i didn't even think about the fact that you extend a loan out like six months to a year my mind just yeah. said it's due at the end of the month <laughs> yeah so don't take financial advice from me right now <laughs> Robert
1: is um, not, a professional. <laughs> nope, not
2: today i help you in the spiritual department don't ask me so, about money so you you mentioned like debt that um makes money back for you mm-hmm. um for someone like myself, I, I feel like I don't know if I'm about to make myself feel dumb or not. But for someone like myself that doesn't really know what that means, yeah. like, could you, you know?
1: Absolutely. Um, okay, so um, financing a car, mm-hmm. for instance. If you, if I have, let's say I have a $50,000 car that I'm going to get. Um, if I have $50,000 cash and I put that all into that car, and pay cash for that car. That car is a depreciating asset, meaning that it's losing value every single day. Um, If I finance that car, so let's say I get a loan for that car, I put, you know, honestly zero down on the car. I'm not putting anything down on the car. Um, Interest rate is 6%, okay? That money is costing me 6% each year. I can take that 50 grand and go put it in an investment or reinvested into the business and turn that fifty grand into a half a million dollars, or even if I turn the fifty grand into a hundred grand, or the fifty grand into seventy five grand, like I'm still upping the value of that fifty grand instead of letting it go to waste. Mm. So even though I'm paying the six percent, I'm making more than six percent off of that cash. So that is good debt. Mm. Um, okay. So that if the debt costs less than. What you will make off the money, then you're good.
2: Okay. So how can someone create a realistic financial forecast for their business?
1: You can't. You can't. <laughs> like how are you gonna be realistic about like you don't know? You don't know if you're not a fortune teller. So like <laughs> that's why I say you gotta plan for a worst case scenario. Mm-hmm. Um being realistic means like if I don't give me an example of a business to talk about because I keep going back to AAT and like your photography business. I think AAT
0: is a perfect example.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah. Okay. Either one of those are service-based businesses. Mm -hmm. Okay. We don't require a bunch of like startup to do those. So if you have a service-based business, how much can you hustle each month? How much can you bring in? How many times can you provide that service each month? Um, And then, Take some off of that and plan for a worst case scenario. Um, if you have a product-based business, all right, um, let's say I am trying to sell shirts. Okay, we've talked about the shirts before. Merch. <laughs> this is merch. This is not a <laughs> line. But it applies to either one. Um, let's say I'm just like putting feelers out and I put an ad on Facebook for my shirt I'm not going to plan my business around me selling a 1,000 shirts week one. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to go out and order a 1,000 of those shirts. I'm not going to have that sitting in the back somewhere hoping and praying that they all. So you want to start small, um, and I think that's the best way to be realistic is, like, you would rather sell out of something than have excess.
2: Mm -hmm. Okay. So how can someone assess and manage financial risks associated with their business idea?
1: Mm, Okay. Um, I, I don't like big risks. Me personally, that's not my thing. Um, at this point I'm young enough where like my investment portfolio is a little risky, but it's super diverse. All right. So that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about business here. Um, if I'm going to put my heart and soul and blood, sweat and tears into something, I don't want that to be risky. Mm-hmm. All right. So like if I'm spending my time on it, um, which is what you do as a new entrepreneur, you are you're scrapping every day. Like that's your baby. That business is um, I don't I don't want there to be any any big risk of failure there for me. So for me personally, and there's a lot of people who take risk and they end up reaping the rewards from that. And that's mm-hmm. fine. Um, I don't like to lose money. I just don't, I don't, I don't want to make an investment of my time or my money that ends up losing anything. So, um, I think that if there's any red flags, abort mission. Like if you aren't 100% sold on the idea, if you're not 100%, like if you can't go out and stand on a street corner and like tell everybody that walks by like, this is a great idea. Like, if you don't have that much belief in it, go find something else to do. Um, so, at that point, if you are 100% sold, look for red flags. So, anything that could mess you up, anything mm. that could cost you money, anything that could kill this idea, you want to actively look for that so that you can avoid it. Um, and then, I think as long as you are super aware of the potential risks involved, if you're super aware of things that could literally kill your dream, um, then you'll do what it takes to avoid it. So I think the mistake there is just being um, oblivious, like not looking for those things, like being so sold that you have your blinders on to things (laughs) that could potentially knock you off course. Mm -hmm. um, That would be the biggest risk of all when you start a business.
0: Can you think of any like red flags that people should be on the lookout for?
1: Yeah. Um, COVID. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, I think that is your, if, first you have to figure out if your service or your product is necessary. All right. Okay. Can something in the marketplace change and kill this altogether? Um, so I think that that's a big red flag to look for. Like if your product or service is a luxury item, um, you need to, you need to try your best to sell it as a necessity. Like, so, um, an example of this. So I, my kids dance, they do dance competition and stuff. Um, I did that as a kid. So when my dance teacher, when I was younger, I went to, um, put my oldest, into that company because I I was real, like, they were they were real good back in the day. Um, after talking to her, like, she went through the whole, like, 08 recession area. Mm-hmm. Um, she got real unsold on her business. <laughs> um, so, like, of course, in that recession, that's a luxury item. Like, your kid taking dance classes, and if you just can't afford it, you just can't afford it. So, of course, like, kids started being pulled out, and mm-hmm. that – caused her to like prejudge whether or not she could grow. Um, So instead of adapting, she just kind of like, you know, became a recluse, I guess, Mm -hmm. and like got small. Um, You need to know, you need to to look for those red flags. Like if we go through a recession and people start pulling out of whatever your business is, how are you gonna deal with that? How Mm -hmm. are you gonna adapt so that you find new clients or make it affordable or whatever? Um, I think another big red flag to look for is can I sell people on this at all? Mm. Is this idea, you know, something that people will pay for? Um, Because, like, if you have a good idea, it might be a good idea to you. But if you can't convince other people that it's a good idea or a good product or a good service, um, you're not going to be able to make any money off of it. So there's people that pour a lot of effort into Maybe it's a technology. Like, there's been people who have, like, created this software that is fantastic, but, like, is it really? <laughs> or is it just, like, fantastic to you? Um, so definitely, like, figure out how, how do I make the most money the fastest? And if there's anything that you can think of that would kill that.
2: So I feel like you're touching on it a little bit. Mm-hmm. But how can someone handle financial emergencies or unexpected expenses in their business?
1: um always have reserves so make sure that you have at least six months of expenses um make sure that you are not spending above your means so like in the beginning if you do have a successful business so let's say your first six months are great and you're bringing in all this money um don't spend it all don't live off of the fact that like that's going to keep coming in every month so you still want to live off of I need six months of expenses sitting there. Mm -hmm. Um, And as you get bigger, especially in the beginning, your expenses grow. So what you started off with that month one, you're going to get new expenses. You're going to upgrade stuff. You're going to, you know, need to expand a little bit. So always check to make sure like, hey, what are my monthly expenses? And do I have six months of that? Don't drain your bank account ever because the moment that you do it, and I'm speaking from experience here. Okay, so the moment that you're like comfortable and you're like, okay, this is gonna keep going, something will change. So when you make that decision to overspend, it will immediately bite you in the ass, like immediately. Um, like if it can't happen, it, it will. Um, so so definitely just don't don't get so big headed and think like you're balling when you're not.
0: But I was thinking um, for like new entrepreneurs, you know, a lot of folks are in terms of like money and things like that are operating in like survival mode. Mm -hmm. How would you get out of that mindset? If you're starting a business, like how do you get out of strictly survival mode? Because I think like I can understand if it's slightly a necessity because you always want to keep that motivation to you know keep going and Mm -hmm. keep growing but how do you get out of that mindset of if i don't do well this month everything's going to shut down or i might lose everything like how do you get out of that
1: you make money um i think so the when you look at a financial statement like a profit loss statement um, at the top, you have your income, so every, every dollar that's come in. Under that, you have all of your expenses. At the bottom, you have your net, so whatever's left after that. I think that a lot of business owners tend to focus on the middle of that, that sheet where you're trying to make your expenses lower, and that's not where you need to focus. You need mm-hmm. to focus on that top line. Like It doesn't matter how much you spend. If you're making more than that number, you're good. So I think that you should always have that kind of mindset where you're like in survival mode. So you, I feel like if you ever lose that or if you start to feel comfortable, your money is affected. Um, so I, I don't think that that ever goes away. I think it just it, it changes, like it morphs into something else. So instead of feeling like the whole world is going to fall apart, Now you're like, I wanna keep growing, and if I don't keep going, I'm not gonna grow anymore. So Mm. it it just changes a little bit. Um, But I think anybody who's literally like in the mindset of scrapping for survival, like Mm. genuine survival, where if I don't perform well this month, my whole world's gonna fall apart, like you're not focused on the right part of that financial statement. You're, you need to focus on getting out and getting customers instead of looking at the bottom line. Cause the bottom line is what you live off of. Mm-hmm. But the only way to make that number any better is to to go get more money and, and go make more deals and sell more things.
0: I only asked that question cause I was thinking about like our sales team and just like different sales teams, you know, like across the country, like new people that are in survival mode and they get into a position where they have a little bit more and they may want to use that to you know start a business and things like that and I was just wondering like how did how, how would they go about getting out of that um yeah that was it
1: yeah you may or mean, I mean this said so like our sales team for instance they definitely have learned AI and come skill um that money that they're making from what they're spending their time on throughout the day can definitely go fund other things um but I think, like, you have to you have to, to have the mindset where I can always go out and make more money. And I think if you really, as a business owner, once you get that mindset where you just block out all the other negativity or all the other distractions that come along with business mm-hmm. and you focus on the fact that no matter what happens, I can go out and get more business. No matter what happens, I'm confident enough where I can go and make this work. Um your focus shifts from survival mode to, like, how do I get there faster?
2: Okay, so what are some financial documents and reports that someone should maintain for their business?
1: Okay, number one, get a CPA. You have to have a CPA. Uh, If you're going to have a legit business, you do not need to be focused on creating reports. Um, QuickBooks is a great accounting software. Um, There's a lot of others that... um, you know, you can also use, get an accounting software, maintain your own records. It's super simple. Like for instance, with QuickBooks, um, who should probably sponsor us (laughs) because I love them. Um, So QuickBooks, like you can literally connect your bank account to where it downloads your transactions automatically. You just have to like say what they are. Um, Then you need an accountant to handle the rest of it. So I literally have never, ever, put together a financial statement and that was more than me clicking, this is the report that I would like on QuickBooks uh, because that's not my job and that's not where my focus needs to be. But if you have an accounting software like that, you can go look at different financial reports. The biggest one that I look at all the time is my profit loss statement. Like mm-hmm. what are we bringing in? What are we spending? What's left at the end of the day? And I compare that to years before um, to see like how much we're increasing and that helps me with different projections. So that would be the one, if you're not doing anything else, that would be the one. Um, For an accountant, like the balance sheet is the big one. Um, That kind of tells them your overall financial health as the business, but for the business owner themselves, um, unless you have a bunch of assets, like machinery and equipment and all that stuff, um, that profit loss statement is gonna be where it's at.
0: What is a CPA?
1: A accountant certified professional accountant. Okay. Um, you need an accountant. <laughs> <laughs> and a book. Okay, so to break it down, a bookkeeper keeps the books. So a bookkeeper is going to be somebody who looks at each transaction that you make and they classify that. Um, and they're going to handle things like depreciation and all of that accounting stuff. Um, but an accountant themselves, they're who is going to... Um, do your financial statements, they're going to do your taxes, they're going to do all of those things. Um, I would definitely also recommend, once you get a little bigger, a tax strategist. Um, you want to go with an accounting firm who also helps you with tax strategy so that you are you know, making sure that your bottom line is not going to make you pay a bunch of taxes um but yeah an accountant that's what you need to begin with
2: okay so how does someone manage cash flow effectively to avoid potential financial challenges
1: i think we already hit on that um you know making sure that you have six months of expenses so cash flow is literally like how much cash you can keep on hand and if you're spending money constantly, which you will in business, like if you have a fear of spending money, do not <laughs> go open a business because you will constantly have to spend money. If you're trying to keep money as a business owner, you're in the wrong mindset because <laughs> you you want the cash to flow. You want it to come in. You want it to go out. You want it to come in. You just want to make sure more of it's coming in than mm-hmm. it's going out. So that's kind of, um, what cash flow is. It's just the flow of, of mm-hmm. money through your business.
2: And what would you say are some common financial mistakes entrepreneurs make, and how can they be avoided?
1: Mm, good one. Spending all your money like it's yours. You should, you know, we've hit on this before, your business finances should be separate from your personal finances. So the money that's in the business account is not yours. The money in the business account is the business's you represent the business um but that money is not yours personally so you should pay yourself out of that account you should give yourself a salary depending on how your um you know business is set up whether you're an llc or an s corp or whatever like you're gonna have to pay yourself differently but you should definitely give yourself a paycheck according to what you're doing because if you feel like you're getting the short end of the stick there and you're not making money you're not gonna do it anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, So, biggest financial mistakes, not paying yourself. Paying yourself too much. (laughs) (laughs) Spending the business money like it's your money. Mm -hmm. Um, Not having enough cash on hand to handle emergencies. Not having credit lines to be able to go pull emergency cash. um, And not knowing that you're in sales. So, figure it, like if you're, you know, a photographer you think you're a photographer but you're not you're a salesperson if you are a t-shirt designer you're not a t-shirt designer you're a salesperson Mm -hmm. if you're an accountant you're not an accountant you're a salesperson so like knowing that that is number one skill um and then everything else you're doing follow-up
0: i've seen like a few videos and things like that read up on a few things about starting businesses and things but you said something that i've never I have no recollection of ever hearing it and it struck me Um, when you said, you know, like even though you may be the CEO or the owner or founder or whatever of your business, that business money is not your money.
1: Mm -mm. No, that's a big mistake. Like when you, I mean, the value of the business is your money. So like if I am looking at my overall net worth, the value of that business is going to be thrown in there. Um, which is why okay, so like let's look at Elon Musk for instance. If you go look at his like cash flow, he doesn't have a lot of it. He's worth more than anybody in the world mm-hmm. sometimes. <laughs> it, I think they're fluctuating at this point, but like he's worth a lot of money. But that's because that business, all the businesses that he have, they're taking that value into account to come up with net worth. But as far as like actual cash, he has access to it. He can get money, but like the money that's in Tesla isn't his money. The money that's in SpaceX is not his money. That's the business's money. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, you and and you have to look at it like that from the very beginning because that's a hard pill to swallow if you look at it any other way.
0: Yeah. I think that may be my takeaway from this
2: episode. The business's money is not your money. Yeah, separate money. <laughs> <laughs> so my takeaway would be that, you know, There's a bunch of stuff you have to get in order. You know, she talked about the CPA, having an accountant, stuff like that. And I think, you know, over the past couple weeks, I've been having takeaways specifically for my business, you Mm -hmm. know. That's good. So, yeah.
1: Good, yeah. I mean, I think the thing that everybody should take away from this is the finances, while they are the most intimidating thing, you feel like you have to have everything in order. The only thing that you have to have in order to start a business, notice I did not say maintain it, but to start the business, figure out how to get the finances coming in. Like you're gonna have to pay people, you're gonna have to pay the accountant, you're gonna have to pay for the software, you're gonna (laughs) have to, you know, be able to maintain, but you have to number one, figure out how to get the money flowing to you. Mm Um, and I think that's why a lot of people feel like they have to to go get business loans and start off with all of this like, you know, debt because they don't know how to get it coming in any other way. So if you can figure out how to get the money coming to you, the rest of it will line itself up.
0: And I think that's the perfect place to, to end this week's episode. Visit us at autotransfers.com so that you can find out exactly what we here at AAT can do for you and your dealership. Also, Visit us on all of our social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn. We are on there. Simply search Advanced Auto Transfers and follow us on YouTube. Subscribe, like our videos, AAT TV. We have This Is The Deal up there. We have some behind the scenes stuff. We have the new Meet The Team series, which is going up like every day now. And we have a lot going on and we wanna make sure that you guys stay up to date. And also finally, email us at podcast at aat.team we want to hear from you guys so let us know what you think about the show any questions you may have whatever you want to talk about we're here we're going to dedicate a whole episode to the emails that we receive and that's going to be interesting because we've already gotten some and those questions were <laughs> they were good ones but anyway we're wrapping this up I am Robert Cardin Jr. I'm Christy Brinson and I'm Seth Shue and you can check us out next week